time for the two news talking sports weekly huddle. Now let's join the guys as they break down the Aggies, Cougars, and Utes. It's time for the huddle. Here they are: the Ute, the Cougar, and the Aggie. Alema Harrington representing BYU. Oh Alema. yeah, Cougars, Cougars. Thanks for <laughs> showing up when times are tough. Man, times yeah, are tough. all of my predictions were way off. Frank Dolce representing the U. He was here when times were tough, but times are better this week. Oh, yeah. It feels pretty good this week. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And yeah. Riley Jensen. Things are feeling really good this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Things are yeah, school feels records. Like things <laughs> 40 points yeah. is only new 20. Church is only two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That didn't take long. <laughs> I guess awesome. anybody who had under 30 <laughs> seconds oh, just won. It's an Aggies one. 29.2 seconds to the first reference to our yeah. church. All right, so let's start with Lemon because his confidence has to be rebuilt. Oh, thank you. He was here. He was strutting. He had the George Woo. Jefferson walk going yeah, for did. people of a certain yeah. generation. He was 3-1, three and one, and now the reality of 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. Oh, ow! Smacked in that the face left with that. left a, a mark. I, I, I owe some apologies, so can I start with that? Sure. Please apologize. I, I made some bold statements <laughs> about BYU and the Aggies, and this was because my frame of reference is from the times when BYU was the dominant team. And for some reason, my brain was stuck there, and I said that BYU is the better team. They're not a top-20 team, but they're better than Utah State, and they, they would win convincingly. Um, apparently, that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen, and, and let me apologize to Utah State fans because my Twitter account got blown hey, up, and I don't, I'm not we even don't on Twitter that We don't hold it against you. We understand yeah. you took a lot of hits to the head. Ooh. Like, you played a lot of Man. football. Mm -hmm. uh, let me just say this. Give credit to Utah State. They played a fantastic game. They were the better team, no question about it. So I think to what you said about, yeah. you know, BYU is a good team that we got to set aside the part about BYU. Yeah. It's about Utah State. It's about what Matt Wells said on the radio. I've thought this for a while and said it a few times. And if you put it on Twitter, it, it turns out it doesn't go very well. But I still think it's true. When they invested facilities at Utah State, mm -hmm. it changed everything. It made it easier to make good coaching hires and they've made two good coaching hires in a row it made it easier to recruit and so the utah state of 1985 or yeah. 1995 what manuel said on the radio was when they recruit now it's more about changing the perception of high school coaches and parents the 17 year old kid yeah. who's watched football for six or eight or ten years doesn't know that utah yeah. state now yeah they, no, be they believe that utah state is the team that's out there now. Yeah. It's their parents and coaches are like, ah, you don't go to Utah State. They're like, no, I do, right? And then <laughs> well, now it's and easier think, to I, convince them that, yeah, convince the parents and coaches. I think the point is well taken with Matt Wells. Like when you bring a coach in and you show him the indoor facility, you show him the weight room mm -hmm. facility, you show him the press box, they're going, wow. I, you know, when I was in the ACC, when I was at North Carolina State, the facilities weren't that good. Now they've built some things now. Sure. And it's very similar to Utah State's though. It's not better than Utah mm -hmm. State's. And some of these coaches are going, wow, I had no idea mm -hmm. what's going on. Now, there's still some things and some things that are challenging at Utah State, but there's definitely a feel that like this is a different team. And certainly when you see Utah State get off the bus, these are Division One football players. This isn't the same team that I played on where you know, the first string, well, where, where the first string, <laughs> yeah, you know, gets out the bus right. and they look really, really good. Yeah. And then the second string's like, whoa, dude, he's 5'9". Like, hey, whoa, he's 5'6". off six. camera, off camera, you were naming names. You don't want to name <laughs> names. Yeah. They can still right. take me down. So, but I think his point about the physical dominance, and Alema, this goes to what I know you're hearing from a lot of Cougar yeah. fans, should they change quarterbacks? Yes. And I'm thinking, 
The quarterback yeah. wasn't a problem in the game. The problem was the O-line got no push. There were no holes to run in. BYU ran for less than 50 yards. The problem was at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It wasn't with the quarterback who threw for 270 yards. Obviously, he wants the pick six back. Yeah. That was a big mistake. No question. But, but playing the play out, the problem was the only I would still agree and disagree with you on that because the statistics will tell you that a quarterback was not the problem. But I think from a leadership standpoint, two guys right here that played quarterback, there's a difference between a guy that can give you numbers and, and the numbers look okay versus a guy that's coming in and he's going to lead that team. I don't know that Tanner is that guy. And if he's not, then, you know, similar to where BYU was, and I can't remember the dates of when Jake Heaps and Riley Nelson were there, but a similar situation where you have an elite 11 quarterback and we're going to stick with this guy because, hey, you know, look at all the things that he did and his, his resume coming in versus the local kid, okay, who was going to go to Boise State and he's a good player versus, you know, Riley Nelson up at Utah State. It might be time to make that change at BYU and give – Give, give the local kid So you think it'll be an inspiration, a spark? Yeah, I think that it's time for Zach Wilson to get an opportunity to try to spark that offense. You buying it, Frank? Well, I, you know, I watched that whole game. I, I actually have a question for you about mm -hmm. now facilities. Have facilities changed the landscape in Utah football? And I mean the state of Utah? Because mm -hmm. now are you saying that Well, it's more complicated than that because it's also conference alignment. I mean, there are other things that matter, but I think it's a big part of the puzzle, no question. It is, it is interesting to think about that with Utah State, the way that they've managed BYU the last couple of years. And I wasn't certain that Utah State could manage BYU this year. I will say one thing about the offensive line. I kept thinking, why can't Utah State get home? They, you know, they, they tried to pressure, they tried to pressure. It looked to me like Mangum had time to, to at least figure out what was happening downfield and make a throw. And if that's the case, then I think you have to take a serious look at the quarterback position and say, are we getting the, the, the productivity we need out of that position? The other thing I'll say about that game is, I know that BYU got down early. I don't know why they changed the formula so quickly. It's not, to me, BYU's not a team that throws the ball 50 times and but wins they, a game. But they couldn't run it. Running on first and 10, all that did was get them second and nine. Well, maybe, Riley, maybe, am you, would right or am third, right. maybe you would have had third and four. <laughs> I mean, a maybe. more manageable third down situation. Yeah. But, but you're, you know, first and 10, second and 10, third, and you're throwing the ball again. So I just thought abandoning the run that quickly, that Maybe that they would have worn them down and run the ball better? Absolutely. Do you, do you buy that, Riley? Uh, well, I, I was a little bit surprised at how quickly they abandoned it. I thought they were going to try and stick with the run game mm -hmm. a little bit longer. They did abandon it fairly quick because it has been their identity. That it they has could been. run the ball and then they'll run some play action pass and try and get the ball downfield. But it, it was tough. I mean, any way you look at that game right now, I mean, Utah State was better in every facet of the game. Mm -hmm. It's not like last year's game where you can look at it and go, well, BYU outgained yeah. them and they did this, but there were seven turnovers. This year is like everywhere you turn, it's kind of like, oh, Utah State was it better. Was, it was, yes, but it was 21-7 at the half, and BYU had thrown a pick six and fumbled the ball away at their own 30 mm -hmm. or 35 or whatever it was and gave given the Aggies a really short field. I'd still look at BYU and think, you get six turnovers in your three losses, you got one turnover in your three wins. Mm -hmm. Now, one turnover in three games is a very low number. They just don't think there's a lot of playmakers, a lot of explosiveness. They have to play a really precise, efficient game if they're going to win. And they did it at Arizona. They did it at Wisconsin. Maybe it's just too much to ask. The good news got. for BYU is the schedule lightens up dramatically now. You can whoa, still be. Whoa, whoa, mister. I went to high school on Oahu, <laughs> and here comes 6-1 Hawaii. So, I get it. 
So, I get it. Wow, but my my get it on yeah. Twitter again. My allegiance is shifted. There was a time <laughs> when I was all about Where is your University now? of Hawaii. Used oh. to be at, at University of Hawaii okay. all the time. I remember sitting in the stands watching Jim McMahon and the BYU Cougars playing the University of Hawaii, and uh, my mom was the only one cheering for BYU. I was like, Mom, come on, you're embarrassing yeah. us. <laughs> and, uh, but then that, that all shifted when LeBron. Yeah. So is yeah. UH a threat? Are you worried? And we don't know who the quarterback is. They yeah. had to play the UH backup is, and win with defense UH is always going to be a threat because this to them is a huge game, sure. right? And, and so regardless of personnel, regardless of scheme, they're going to come in with the intangible of this aggressive kind of hate for BYU. So big game yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're a dangerous team for but sure. Co- Coach Rolovich played at Hawaii. Mm-hmm. He threw for a bunch yeah. of yards there. He's done a great job with them. I like his scheme. I like it. I think that he wants to beat BYU. I sure. think this could be a big time signature win for him. It means a lot to Hawaii. They haven't won over here. They ha- I don't think they've ever won over yeah. at BYU. And so it's a big game for Hawaii. Yeah, and Rolovich They'll has been involved in plenty okay. of those games. And right? I'd, I'd be concerned about BYU's mental state of mind yes. at this point after the losses and going into a game like that. Are you concerned about Utah State having the big head? <laughs> Don't. Come on. Yeah, I know. Really? That was too what? easy. Really? That was way too what easy. What was that? Really? What was that? Four really? straight wins. Four straight wins. Four straight wins. He went there. Four straight wins. He went there. Four straight wins. 40 points in every game. You know these coming in here having just given up. Yeah. New Mexico hung 50 on them. <laughs> In Las Listen, Vegas. It's not the big are, head that's are they gonna the problem. Be They're going to beat UNLV. Okay. They're going to beat him down. All right. And I'm going to beat you down after this show. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I like the way Utah State's playing right yeah. now. And Love is fantastic. He just seems to keep getting better. And the run game against BYU was amazing. They answered I mean, some they questions just, about the run game. They just did. About. They just they, they played really, really, really well on both sides of the ball. I was a little concerned about the defensive side getting pushed around, and they just didn't get pushed around. So right. I think this is uh, this is going to be a really nice run for Utah State. Are you thinking 10-1, and one, Riley? 10-1 going to Boise? I'm hoping. I mean, you got to guard against that. It takes a very mentally tough team and a mature team to be able to do that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You don't want to play down to the level of the competition. I don't think it's going to happen against UNLV, but there's going to be teams that are good enough to knock them off if at, they're not keeping their A game all the at time. At Laramie, going to Honolulu, right. clearly too, t- right, too right, tough. Right, right, tough. All right, teams. Frank's been patient. He wants to talk about the youths and all their Why, glory. What happened? <laughs> what happened? What happened? Oh. Hey, get this. It didn't happen <laughs> in September, but in October they threw a touchdown pass. Yeah. How about that? How about that? After a month of that, they, and not only that, they, and a big time in the game. They caught a touchdown together. pass, too, Probably. on the defensive side. Yes, there was that, too. Yeah. There was that, of course. And then, and then they ran. I'm, I'm not sure if anybody's listening to that, but they did have a defensive score right. in that game. Right. And, and the, the offense ran the ball 40-ish times, and then they, they threw the ball 20-ish times. And I think maybe most importantly, Stanford – stood atop the Pac-12 in turnover margin coming into that game. Utah was number 12 in the Pac-12 in turnover margin, and that completely flipped upside down. Plus plus four in that game for Utah, and that's an enormous deal. Four mm-hmm. takeaways, no giveaways. Yeah. It doesn't get much better. And two of them in the red zone to, to just, kill scoring. It's really nice to see Mosto pounding the rock right. at the mm-hmm. end of the game. Just gashing them. 34-yard run there at the end. It was yeah. just like, oh, that's that's – the exclamation point that you want if you're a Utah fan, right? Is that we've had a nice balanced game, defense has played well, mm-hmm. offense has played solid, and then Moss finishing it off at the end of the game. And it, that wasn't they, they didn't have a 
enormous success running the ball early, mm -hmm. but they stuck with it and they kept right. after it. And then all of a sudden they're getting six yard gains and seven yard gains, and then, yeah. and then they break a big one. Which I think is the reason why you're looking at that BYU performance and you're, you're saying, what, what would have happened if you just stuck with it? Because Utah, we've been all clamoring for this and saying, you know, run the ball more, give Moss more carries, and, and when they do that, then they can wear down a team and end up, you might not start off with six yards of carry, but you end up with gashing big yardage plays and chunk yardage play like the 34-yard run that you're talking about. And so I think if, if you're built to run and, and Utah is, mm -hmm. then run the ball. And the receivers, one-on-one -on -one battles, and Nakua wins one, and they mm -hmm. get a big play out of the passing game. And Damari Simpkins, talking after Kyle's press conference, saying there's just got to be more of that. He says the opportunities are there. And he said, we're better when we spread the ball around. And this was interesting. He said, we're better when we spread the ball around rather than throw it to Britton Covey every time. And I'm thinking, you went to high school with the quarterback, and he's sitting three feet to your left. <laughs> well, and then he says, and if I were the quarterback, it's what I would have done because none of the rest of us were making plays. Totally owned it right in front of the cameras and everything. And so when you own something like that, I think there's a better chance you fix it. But I think they managed the pass game a, a little bit differently, though, in this one. They didn't necessarily sit, try to sit in the pocket and throw the ball downfield. A lot of stuff happened closer to the line of mm -hmm. scrimmage, getting the ball to Britton Covey and, and everyone else. Hit, they even hit the tight end once or twice. So uh, Got a first down out of it, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the one big touchdown pass that Huntley threw, he had to make a tremendous, tremendous. athletic play to get out of pressure. How strong is his arm? Because his legs were all sorts of messed up when he threw that ball. He, there was no platform, as Riley would like to that say. Thing no, he's off his platform, Riley. Yards field, sure. but it was a, it was a very it was, athletic play. It's it still, I still don't think Utah can get caught in this, hey, we can throw the ball downfield now mentality, right. because I, I don't think that's what they do yeah. well. But the way they managed it Saturday was... Okay. Picks very, for very this good. week. Has everybody got Utah State thrashing UNLV? Yes. They're 24-point favorites. Now. UNLV is kind of a program that's on the rise a little bit. I think they're playing good football right now. <laughs> they might cover the spread. Go Aggies. Go Aggies. There it is. All right, BYU against 6-1 Hawaii. Yes. I think BYU wins this game. I knew you would think yeah. that. Frank, yeah. what do you think? You know, I was the only one during that McMahon days with Hawaii. I was cheering for Hawaii. That a boy. And I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna keep cheering for Hawaii. Okay. Wow. Wow. All right. Not good. Riley, who you got? I, I'm having a hard time because I don't know what's going on with you the quarterback. You don't know who the quarterback is. Nobody the does. The quarterback really matters. If if they have their guy, I'm picking Hawaii. If they don't, I'm picking BYU. Yeah. Okay. Especially right. here. A conditional pick out of yeah. Riley. That's well, interesting Ow. because Utah. that could have gone either way. They don't know who their quarterback is. BYU could. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see them making a change. That's not what I'm hearing. I haven't heard that, at least I mean, it's early in the week. Does, quarter, does the quarterback position at BYU change your pick at all? Because are we certain about who's starting there? Yeah. I, I, I kind of like Zach Wilson. I, I think he brings yeah. a, a dynamic part to that offense. I think it'd be big. Well, I mean, if you were just looking at the, the, we all, what guys can do, he can run. The passing numbers may be about the same, but you got a, you got a whole different, you know, part of the game. Yeah, 20 seconds here. Yeah. Have you got uh, Friday night, Arizona or Utah? Arizona or Utah? Who you got? <laughs> That's the matchup. That's who's playing. Yeah. Uh, I got I got Utah. Okay. All right. Yeah. There it is. He crossed Jeez. over. How about Frank, that? who you got? You got Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Riley, Thank you. Utah. Utah. There it is. Arizona, 11th against the run in the past. You, you guys both Hawaii. Yeah. You guys both pick Hawaii. You guys both pick Hawaii. No, he was conditional. Right, he's conditional. We don't. We still don't know what Riley's doing. Thanks for joining us here in the huddle. We'll be back next week.